As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter, and listen to the Sunranto show early and ad free. Join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old self beers out at the game. Let's go Cubby Sonrento With Michael Sonrento And Crawley Sonrento and the lovable loser Sonrento With Michael Sonrento And Crawley Sonrento and the lovable losers Sonrento Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name is Danny Rocket. I am here to talk about the Cubs with my friends. That was Michael Cotton was just screaming in your ear. Crawley's Cubs has come by to tell us all about his time in Iowa. And I asked Joe Killen to, Kilgallen to come on because uh, he says hilarious things about holograms. And later on, Johnny Anamanapia is going to be here to talk about his favorite team, the lowly worst team in baseball Washington Nationals, but this show is brought to you by our 109 Patreon supporters. Please support us at patreon.com slash sunranto and uh, give us money. But um, let's start here. (laughs) (laughs) Cubs just ate a little Reds meatloaf uh, in a very unorthodox way. Uh, They played the game out in the corn, and uh, it was, you know what, I've been very cynical about this whole thing. The entire time, I am a naturally cynical person, and I I thought it, it looked like a gimmick. I thought it looked, uh, you know, I think I think Feel the Dreams is a dumb movie. In ah. no, I I think Kevin Costner is a shitty actor. I'm just I'm just I'm going out I do. I think he I, always I looks confused. Feel the Dreams. But you were right about Kevin Costner. I rewatched Bull Durham not too long ago. He is he. He is so fucking robotic and dry. It's it's like he's reading off a teleprompter. Yeah, I totally agree. But I, but all that said, Crawley, it looked really fucking cool. It looked like a really. I wish I was there. I I I, I wasn't gonna spend six hundred bucks to go, but um, but I do wish that I had like fu money and would just be like, I will go watch a game in the corn. So um. Before we get to hit the Harry Carey hologram, which was my favorite part of this game, tell me about your time out in the corn, and uh, I'm going to share a few pictures with everybody of all the celebrities you met. Yeah, it was. Uh, we left around uh, 8:30 in the morning. It was Stuart McVicker and two other people that uh, we drove down there that morning. 
We stopped at uh, a fan festival, so we talked to Ben Zobrist and uh, Travis Wood, which was cool. Uh, that photo that you just showed right up there, that's like the first thing you see as you walk. So there's a north and a south parking lot. You're, you're just jumping all over the place here. Yeah, well, you said Ben Zobrist, and I put up a picture ah, of Ben Zobrist. Ben. Yeah, either, ben. either that's Ben or that's some Amish guy that you have, happen to bump into it. No, that was Ben. Ben looks very thin. Gaunt, even. Uh, I, well, I, I, his wife stole half his food. I don't know, man. I, I, I can say that I, I, I'm, I've, I, I, I hope the guy's okay is all I'm going to say. Just kind of, I don't know. Oh, I think, so, so in person. Do you not seem lively? Eh, not really. I mean, just kind of seemed, I don't know. I, I, I've met him a bunch of times before, uh, and this, this, I mean, just every time I've seen him ever, after what happened, it just seems like he just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to go through what he went through, and uh, obviously, you know, there's uh, legal stuff going on and lawsuits still to this day. Oh, so, uh, so you're not saying that he, he looked sickly because he looks, like, sick? Like ill? No, but no, 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 just no. Bad. Just, he yeah. just—he he looks like a man getting run through the ringer. Yeah, that would probably be the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. So we went to that. Uh, when you walk across, you have the north and south parking lot. You walk in, and there's like this little stone thing that you can kind of sit down on. And it's funny because every place had like lines to take pictures. Like there's like a line of like 20 people that you don't see waiting for us to take our set of pictures. So that's it right there. Geico got their money's worth because it was everywhere, but it was really cool. It just kind of had this like nice thing right there with the old Cubs logo and the old Reds logo. Uh, and so from that point, we, yeah, I, I got that picture of, Oh wait, that's, you, good, in, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. you in front of the field of dreams. I had one with you in the, Oh no, I, we ran out of, you took so many pictures <laughs> that we ran out of, uh, <laughs> we ran out of space in the, in the, uh, the brand in order to show yeah. it. I, I love that there's not enough corn there, so they put up pictures of corn on the barriers. <laughs> yeah, it, make, it makes it look like I said you're not seeing barriers, so you got to walk through that. And once you walk through that area, then you're in you you can, you're right there. You see the house, the old farmhouse, and the swing, and they have uh, that little tractor there, and uh, they had the ball field, and then the little bench where the girl fell out, you know, fall off on. So choking on a hot dog. Yeah, choking on a hot dog. So <laughs> we were there, uh, and yeah, uh, from that point, you know, we were walking around. You know, we brought a roadie soda with us, all that stuff, and we wanted to get into the cornfield where we wanted. To get, you could see the stadium, like off to the distance. We're like, well, how do you get to the stadium? You literally have to walk through corn, like it's like fifteen to twenty feet of just walking through, kind of like that, in between the shucks of corn, and then eventually you get to this like gravel pit, and when you get to the gravel pit, like it, it's cool because they have like all this music going on the entire time. Like, like all the field of dreams music, their speakers all embedded throughout there and they're playing that stuff. And there's one you saw of David Ross. They had Patrick wisdom. They had Saya, but they also had like the Reds players too. So everywhere you went, that was there. I, I love that. David Ross looks like an absolute giant. Yeah. They have, he's bigger than the corn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They the were David all Ross is as high as an elephant's eye. <laughs> And so for, from there, we, you, you walk onto this path where you start going towards the actual stadium. And, you know, it was really cool. A lot of food, a lot of booze. That, that was before we went there. That was in, uh, in the town when we were going to the Fan Fest earlier. But, yeah, that, that was kind of a cool picture right there, a little mural that they had. Uh, I wish they would. I mean, obviously, the gift shops were packed. So we waited in line for that. But we had beers, so that was okay. And then, um, you know, wish they would have had more of that. 
but the you know we walk in and it's just so funny is that like you know we get in our seats we kind of kind of get situated we're right above the reds dugout and so we just decide we're going to walk back and forth and and it's so funny because the one thing we realized right away is especially on the first base side, which was above the Cubs dugout, the VIP was there. So, like, if you're at the uh, stadium, there's not a large right field section. There's just – it goes up to the Cubs dugout and stops. And then if you go around towards left at the center field, then you go left, there, it goes all the way to the outfield. And so we realized right away that that's where the MVPs are is over in the right field side. So we just walked over there and hung around and see who we could bump into. That one was actually – that Carrie was actually, Wood. yeah, that was by our seats. I had to go take a pee and I bumped, like, that's what, that's literally, <laughs> like, that's literally Sharing how, trough with Carrie Wood. that's literally how random it is, is like, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll go get a beer and. You bet, boys, if Salou wasn't there, he could have peed on your hands. Right. And that's, that was the funny thing about it. So this one's actually by our seats and I just bumped into Carrie Wood. Uh, Dempster. There's Dempster. Yeah. He was, you know, being yeah. Demp. He was hilarious. Cole Wright. Cole Wright was out there. All the marquee guys were out there. Uh, we talked about Zoe. Benzo, yeah. He was in the VIP area. Tom Ricketts, there he is. Tom Ricketts is there. Did you did you steal his wallet? I did. Uh, yeah, you can't see it did, in the back. I kind of grabbed it from the back. Yeah, it looks like you're you're picking that pocket there. And speaking of picking pockets, uh, Crane Kenny picking hey, our pockets every year. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> year, year after year, none of the bucket of beer prices. Thanks, Crane. Yeah, um, he, uh, Crane was there. I'm trying to. Think. Oh, Big Z. Big oh, Z was know. there. Uh, you you saw Pat Hughes and and Zach Zaidman. Did Zach Zaidman cackle at you? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw him, and and I I just want to get you know I wanted to get a picture of Pat, but didn't know what to say to Zach. I was like, oh yeah, yeah like could you get out of the shot? <laughs> you're kind of a you're kind of annoying. But that now, that's again that that was before we even got to the seats, and we're just like literally not even like in our seats yet, and just bumping into like just crowds of people. Well, and now here's the one I got a question about. Todd freaking Ricketts. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, you got a picture with Todd Ricketts at this game. Did he throw away your hot dog for he you? He did. He did, and he charged me full price. <laughs> when you, that would be so funny if you were holding a hot dog like right when you're done. Here, will you throw this away for would me? you or throw something? this away? You seem really good at it. If you um, put up the Todd Ricketts one back there, like, so if you see – down the stairs, like at the beginning of the game, they wouldn't let you even go down those stairs. It was only for the VIP to come up. And so we were just kind of just sitting there taking pictures, drinking some beers, and and, and just, who's coming up next? Oh, there's Big Z. Who's coming up next? Oh, it, it's Tom, Tom Rick. Tom Rick, that picture was at the bottom, so they opened that up yeah. after the first inning. And then, and then you're like, ooh, here comes Todd. Easy to get a picture with Todd because nobody wants a picture with that guy. I got a picture <laughs> with him. And, and uh, you know, after that happened and we started seeing people like – then we all got into our seats as things got started, and we didn't know who was going to come out. We knew someone was going to come out. We didn't know who. You know, obviously, Kevin Costner was last year and this and that. And it started out with Griffey and his dad, you know, with that iconic line, Dad, you want to have a catch? And he, and he says, I like that. And you could hear that in the speaker. And then, like, waves upon waves of people start coming out of the corn. And um, and the cool thing is, is not only was it the Cubs players, but it was the Hall of Famers. So you had Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, Lee Smith, Fergie Jenkins, and Billy Williams for the Cubs. And you had, um, God, who is the one that went in with uh, Ron Santo? Um, Johnny Bench and uh, his name's forgetting me. He was a shortstop for the Reds in the 90s. Tony Fernandez? No, no, in the 90s. Barry Larkin. Larkin. Barry Larkin, there you go. So Barry Larkin was there. Um, and so that was really, really cool. They did a cheesy flyover, which I could have done without. That was fine. But uh, Was it a crop duster? No, it was not. That would have been cool. Now, 
if it was a crop duster, that would have been cool. Yeah, but it wasn't. No, I I did really like the Griffey Jr. and Sr. coming out. I mean, both played for the Reds and, you know, that, I mean, and they both played for the Mariners at one point. But, yeah, that, I mean, that was really cool. I caught I uh, this moment because that whole have a catch thing, they really made a ton of that with, like, the dad have a catch and uh, I caught this like during the uh, during the game. They kept showing dads and sons catching, uh, playing catch during the game. <laughs> and I happened to see this Cardinals, this, this Cardinals fan and his son out there. Check this. Now, why is this guy wearing a Cardinals shirt at a Cubs Reds well, game? I don't know, but but check this out. This he player. clearly does having a catch, doing what you do. I That's love that awesome. right when he says having a catch is when he freaking brick hands it. Yep, it's he so absolutely good. did not have a catch. He hurt himself on that. You could see his like hands. He's like, ooh. Oh, oh. So you had about uh <laughs> so there's eight thousand people in the stadium. So there's like two thousand five hundred tickets that were allotted to the Cubs, two thousand five hundred tickets that were allotted to the Reds. And then the rest goes to MLB and their corporate sponsors and shit like that. So I'm sure that's how that guy got in. But he was yeah. going to be a dick and wear his Cardinal stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and not watching everybody. the game. You know, he's like, I'm just going to play catch with my son over here. And, you know, and it's like. Oh, they were shooting that shit all, uh, all day. Like, because they were doing that. Because it was Wednesday and Thursday. that, that I'm, I doubt that was live. Uh, so they were. So oh, I see. Yeah. When, you, when you went in, like I said, before you even came into the stadium, there's a lot of people playing catch on the original Field of Dreams. Um, Actually, uh, I, saw, I saw a kid from my son's school. They showed him prominently on TV right after uh, the Griffies came out, and they had just like some random people. I don't know how they got out there, but there was a kid from Iowa City High uh, baseball team out there tossing a the ball around. Well, you know, and 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 the cool thing is, is they played like a lot of clips from the movie in between games. <sighs> I guess my only com- it's such a good movie. Shut up. Um, and so the only my only complaints about the entire <laughs> thing really were number one. There were, uh, you know, because it was like really kind of emotional, like to be there. And, and, and if you're not cynical, like it was just like just you're absorbing the moment. Everything's good. And they had two tributes to people that had passed away. Uh, number one was Ray Liotta, who had who played Shoeless Joe Jackson. And so Kevin Costner, like filmed this like voiceover over that moment that they had when Shoeless Joe comes out of the field and and uh, Kevin Costner's character was playing BP. And then the other was Vin Scully doing the people will come speech, you know, and, and both of those, like, you know, really kind of gets to you, you know, just, just like in the moment you like really got caught up, but like they had this DJ and like, it was cool because before the game, they were playing like a lot of like kind of like country, you know, just kind of get you in the mood and like center field and classic baseball songs and stuff like that. But then like, you know, right after like the Vin thing or right after the uh, Ray Liotta thing, when everyone's kind of getting teary eyed, all of a sudden they would play like, you know, some Everybody sort of like, dance yeah, now, dance, 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 dance. You're like, dude, I, on, man. I heard that. Dude. I heard that on the broadcast. My wife and I were watching it, and she said the same thing. She's <laughs> like, why don't they just play music from the movie or oh, something? Absolutely. Like, there's plenty of songs. A real banging soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's just like, why would. Well, I mean, there's like China Road. There's. Oh yeah. Well, China Road's the only fucking song I remember. But my my, my score, other my other good. complaint yeah. was obviously the complaint of every other baseball fan in existence. And well, that was that's that's <laughs> the complaint of every baseball fan at any game Holy because man. nobody really likes to hear fucking like Everybody. when they play the interstitial. No, crazy I think he shit. was transitioning to something that I, the reason I wanted oh, Joe sorry. to come on this show 
is because you were freaking hilarious on Twitter. I was like LOLing completely watching oh, your you. take on the True Blue Cubs. Uh, it, that's from the show, right? That's an excerpt yeah, that's from, the from the show of the True Blue Cubs podcast. But um, I thought it was hilarious. Like, um, you know, just you're talking about your kids having like, going to have nightmares over this thing <laughs> when they see the Harry Carey statue. <laughs> I was it, dying. It was frightening. I don't know. It just Harry Carey to me. If you remember, yeah, look at that. But yeah, do I don't you guys remember a few. There was like a commercial that some phone company did where they had this comedian doing a Harry Carey impression in the early to mid 2000s. There's always some Harry Carey. There's there's been I mean, besides our boy Demp and Will Ferrell doing impressions. But I remember hearing like radio ads where it's like, come on down to Chevrolet. Harry Carey would want you to be there. And it's like, let this man be dead. Okay, he's dead. And (laughs) he's not Elvis where we have to recycle him for every dime we could get. You know, I, I'm fine with, with the Cubs doing the video recording for taking out to the ballgame at Wrigley. That's cool enough. But holograms. Not looking, and first of all, look at that. That He never wore a suit jacket that starched in his fucking life. No. And I think is, that is. Is that corn on his tie? I think so. <laughs> There's no of... mustard stains. That's not Harry Carey. That's yeah. Well, I mean, not, it doesn't even look like him. No. It well, doesn't. that's just what I'm wondering, because when I saw it live, I thought they got some look-alike actor to go up there and play Harry Carey and lip sync to Harry Carey singing it because it doesn't look like, but then people were like, no, it's definitely a hologram because what I found out and let me put up this picture is you guys did like, you can see that nobody is in the crowd is turning towards the booth where Harry Carey supposedly is because when you guys looked up there, you saw nothing, right? Um, I saw something. So what happens is there's a jumbotron in the left field and, you know, they start doing this Harry Carey and it's like, oh, like all of a sudden on Twitter, everybody's talking. There's a hologram. So where, where that's taking place, I'm actually kind of, we switched sweet seats later. We went to the first base side. So I'm kind of like right underneath Harry's armpit, which is a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I was sitting there and I saw it on the jumbotron because like everyone knows holograms. So I thought he was like appear out of the corner or something or I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, and then, like, did I they, saw it on the Jumbotron. Did they direct you to where to look? No. No, no. And <laughs> they didn't, obviously, because nobody's looking at that in that crowd. And why would you expect there to be a thing up there when you can see it out on the Jumbotron? So he's right there. I can see that there. And, and for me, it looked like, a, I don't know, maybe I had a couple of beers, but it was looked blurrier. And so, like, <laughs> it, it, it looked to me... Like, do you ever see the pictures of the Muppets? You know what I mean? Like a picture from the set of the Muppet show or Sesame Street where like, you know, there's some puppeteer underneath, but like up top, something's doing something. That's what it seemed like to me. It just seemed like really weird. I don't know. I didn't like it. Well, Matt Spiegel on the score said that like it wasn't when they looked in the booth, there was like someone there, but it wasn't the Harry that you saw on the Jumbotron. So maybe it was just a stand in for the sake of getting the hologram. You know, like they do. like, it's like, like video games where they have like the guy with all the little balls on them and they're wearing like a yeah, he's weird hooked onesie. up to the yeah, he, he, right. like they, they even do that for the show. They hook up players to you know, so they move so the uh, the guys move like them, and that's the, kind of the MLB game, the show for the computer, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> just just to, so people who are out there like, what show, 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the but the uh, they've been doing this, and I don't know if even hologram is a correct term. But the only other I saw like a hologram, I guess that it, that's what it's called at the Holocaust Museum up in Skokie. If, if you ever been there, they've got like this guy who was a survivor, and he answers all these questions and. I agree with what you said, Joe. It's creepy almost every time they do it, and nobody wants it. And every time that they, like, put out a new hologram like they did Tupac, everybody complained. They did Whitney Houston, everybody thought it was creepy and they didn't want it. When they did Michael Jackson, everybody thought it was creepy and they didn't want it. And this was no exception. People got creeped out about this. And it's, it's like, why do they keep shoving holograms down our throats when we don't want them? Well, again, I, I think I, I really have a problem with that. And, and and so, you know, Joe, like you're saying, I don't know who approved of the likeness of Harry being used for that. I'm sure MLB paid the carries a, a nice sum of money. But it, to me, it's like, it, you know, what if I die? Like, is Danny Rocket going to project a crawly hologram in the bleachers? This is just <laughs> this is just getting to be too much, man. Too much. Yeah, I I was out I think Richard Jeff would want that for himself. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's some people. Richard Northern Iowa steals his seat. (laughs) He comes down. Yeah, I missed it in the game. 20 games a year? Because I was watching the first part of the game, then I went for a run, and I was listening. And uh, Coomer is kind of like, well, they sang the seventh inning stretch, and there was uh, a something – (laughs) <laughs> you know, like you could tell he just didn't know how to explain what he saw. Like, <laughs> I think I think Cooper was just sitting there just like trying not to bitch about it. You know, he was just like, there was a, well, there was something. And I mean, I guess it was Harry Carey hologram. Like, now, it was funny. Do holograms. He was really working hard to get through talking about it. They should have had like like Ernie Banks come out through, of the corn or something like that. Or if they're if you're gonna do it, like have real ghosts because that's what happens in the movie, right? It's ghosts to these guys. So have the ghosts come out of all the old players and everything, and that that might be kind of interesting. Um, I mean, it would still be creepy hologram crap that nobody wants, but it would be right. more interesting. So it is funny that you point that out, though. Nobody wants it ever. The the thing, too, is, is that it was a pretty fun game, you know what I mean, just in general. I mean, they scored the three quick runs right away. And I remember that first pitch. It's just what you don't realize is how quiet it is and how much ambient noise is going around when you're at Wrigley and you're with 40,000 people and then the city's still going on around you, you know what I mean? So that first pitch comes and everyone's getting ready to take pictures and stuff. And it's just like you could hear a pin drop. It was the most odd thing. And then, uh, you know, after the game, you know, when they won the game, the fireworks went off, that looked really beautiful in the backdrop. They had that crazy, I don't know what kind of mood it was, but it was some crazy giant moon that was the, you know, just really looked cool. And so it was, the, it was a full moon. I think that night, it really did look giant on TV. I don't know if that was, a. it definitely did. Yeah. It, it was like a super blood, super moon, blood vampires, harvest, yeah, Rome. something. The, and, you know, and so the people were coming you know, back from the dead. That was actually Harry Carey. When we were at the game, uh, you know, we were cheering real loud. And it's funny because you don't even have, I don't even have to use like my big cheering voice. And the guys like heard you. So like I would yell like Patrick Wisdom and Stu would yell Club 400. We were going back and forth and he'd wave at us. And like we yelled at <laughs> Willie Harris and he waved at us. And so this guy, he, I guess he owns like a bunch of land around the area. He's like, oh, you guys are some good Cub fans. Uh, you, you know, you want VIP for the concert after the game. I'm like. 
there's a concert. I'm like, I never heard of that. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, here, take it. So I get like this wristband, like this little, you know, pink and green wristband. And so Stu gets one and we brought one for like uh, the, the other person that was with us. And when the game's over, like they weren't sure what to do. And so I was like the first one lined up. They're like, uh, go ahead on the field. And so I start like dancing on the field. I had some pictures of that in my Facebook. I don't know if you got that. And then uh, I don't know if I had those pictures on there. And then what ended up happening is uh, th- then they realized we weren't supposed to be on the field. And they're like, go to the Cubs. <laughs> like, they, they go, go to the Cubs dugout. So like me and this other person we were with, we go into the Cubs dugout where there were like moms and little kids. And we, you know, none of the players were there. They were just waiting for the, you know, their, their husbands or boyfriends or whatever to come out. And we're just sitting there. And also they're like, uh, no, you're not supposed to be there either. Just, just go. So we were in the front of the line for the Walker Hayes guy. Does anyone know that guy? No. Yeah. He's a country singer. Yeah, yeah, Apple but I, I, I had Apple never Bees heard of song him. or whatever. So that was the oh, concert. Shit, song. that Applebee's dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was Applebee's like, on a date night. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I was man, three man, feet man. away from the guy, so that was kind of cool. But I mean, I was, we were just waiting for the cars to all like leave the parking lot because we knew we weren't going to get out of there anytime soon. Did he smell like Applebee's? Yeah, he did. Did he have? Was he wearing flair? He was not wearing <laughs> flair. And, did he but, have but seventeen he, pieces of flair? He had three other people in his band. They were all wearing Cubs shit, and he was the only one wearing a Reds jersey. The the Walker Hayes was a Reds fan. He was uh, the only one well, wearing a Reds jersey. I don't know if he was a Reds so, fan. So the Reds were the home team. Yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, the Reds. Oh were the yeah, home yeah, team. yeah. And and the Reds were the home team. So it was kind of weird that they had the Harry Carey thing at a Reds quote unquote a Reds home home game. I guess. You know, it, the whole experience was definitely cool. They like, should have done a hologram of Tom Brenneman. Yeah. Like, they're not going to let him actually come out, but he, just do a hologram. He comes out, he comes out and, and starts. Castellanos interrupts it. Do, yeah, yeah Castellanos hits a fucking home run. <laughs> <laughs> even even though he's not even on the team anymore, love it. It's a hologram of Castellanos. <laughs> that would be the best. That'd be amazing. What the whole future is of this game, by the way? So the um, so we had Tommy Birch on the podcast the other day. Uh, he's from the Des Moines Register, and he was talking about it. Frank Thomas and a group of people own uh, that land now, and so the idea is to make uh, to do construction and to make youth baseball and softball. They want to have like a if you ever if you ever been to Cooperstown, you know that Cooperstown always kind of has that thing, and the little league game has their thing. They want to have like uh, stadiums. Uh, baseball and softball so that there's constantly like people kind of coming in and, and, and this and that. So I'm kind of, I'm very glad I went, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but I have a feeling that when they restart this up again, it's not going to have that small timey feel. I think a lot of it's going to be built up. They want to build a hotel, a bunch of fields, uh, a bunch of other shit. So I'm kind of glad I actually got to went and see it how it was. I mean, they kind of do need, Hotels and stuff. I hope they do it in more Dyersville Central. You know what I mean? Help the actual town, the economy of the town build up in the town and don't stick it right next to the fields where they're going to go out there and they're only going to spend money at that hotel next to the field. Because why the fuck would you drive 10 miles into Dyersville? No, dude, you, you're you're overestimating this. No, it's so small. It, it was. It took us like a mile and a half to get to the downtown, and so what they. Well, have I'm there, I'm yeah. I'm just saying it's not like you don't walk. You don't walk from there. Like no, you don't no, no, walk no, no, no. from the Field of Dreams to downtown Dyersville. You drive over there, and we you can won't build a hotel and have a shuttle bus go. You know. Yeah, when, like, but it's close enough. Like Crawley saying it's a mile and a half. 
stick the hotels over away so that you don't see that shit. But, you know, but, and I mean, it, it really, but what kind of it, it, is this really going to attract a lot of people? Like, I don't see like it well, will attract. If you it build will it. attract. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, I don't know about that. There's a freaking apartment building that they built a long time ago that nobody lives in over dude, here. You, so no. You know. So what they what they do is it's travel gonna, baseball, dude. Yeah. It's fucking this. It is a racket. It's a it's a profitable sort yeah. of thing. They charge teams like fifteen hundred bucks to be in a tournament, and then they have to get the hotel rooms in town and they're going to own that too. So that's going to be another 500 bucks for the weekend. You know, if not for one room, you know what I mean? Like 500 for the weekend. And then these kids, you know, go back and forth to the games. They do that. And what's a tournament like 10 teams at the minimum. Like you're going to have a bunch of teams at a tournament. All and, staying in the hotel, but it, yeah, but then if they're out of the field of dreams, they're not going to want to drive an hour from, uh, you know, where it is. What's the town in Iowa? Dyersville. Dyersville. Yeah, they're not going to. No, Dyersville is not an no, hour. Not that's what we're saying. No, Dyersville. Dubuque. Dubuque. Yeah, that's where everything is. That's where they're going to put everything. If they're going to start, where? they should. They should. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. They're, 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 they're building in Dyersville. They're building it in Dyersville. And I'm saying they already. They don't need more towns in Iowa. What we're what we're hoping they don't even have we're hoping is the that they, they have. What we're hoping is that they build it in actual Dyersville and not just on the property at the uh you know at the Field of Dreams because I mean while it'll be slightly beneficial for Dyersville, it won't be the same as having people have to go to Dyer stay in Dyersville and then take the mile and a half trek over to the field. So you're saying I'll, we should open a hotel in Dyersville. I'll say, I'll no, say I'm that. saying, I'm saying if you're going to do it, do it in the way that's most beneficial to a little tiny dink town in Iowa, rather than keep all the money for yourself on your fucking like, uh, Disney baseball property. So when I was at Dyersville, like I said, it's the fields in Dyersville, the downtown took us, 10 minutes waiting in traffic to get to it's, it's a mile and a half. So it's not that bad. And so what a lot of people were doing, what they were doing there is that they had like this festival. So there's a museum in the downtown, like a field of dreams museum. There's other stuff. Um, and so there was like uh, a, a fan fest. And that's where I was telling you that there was a lot of, so it was two days. It was Wednesday and Thursday and people were getting autographs. And there was tons of people. There were food trucks. There were breweries that brought their own shit. Uh, there was all sorts, there was bands playing like the bleacher, bleacher, Blum, bleacher bum band could play there. There was a lot of stuff going on downtown that I think people would go to beyond just going to the game. So like, and everybody's stuff is all like, feel like there's the beers are all field of the dreams, uh, you know, themed cans and stuff. Cool. So, well, and, we, and a, we we were in the we were at the game Wednesday, Danny, and your your nephew came from Cooperstown. It's the same shit. It's just going to be a revolving door of that's what little I mean. league we, teams. We already through. have that. We get, we got a Cooperstown, and and they were like it was really expensive and all the stuff. But anyway, and it's it, going to be the same thing. It's just going <laughs> to exactly. be in Iowa, and it's going to be for the Midwest teams instead of the East Coast teams. You know. Yeah, and it'll just be a lot harder to get there because there's no. It's two lane roads the whole way there, right, Crawley? Like, yeah, yeah. There is no fucking July. It should become an annual Fourth of July tradition 
because NFL owns Thanksgiving, the NBA owns Christmas, even hockey's doing some New Year's Day fun stuff. It's amazing to me that baseball is not trying to capitalize more on the 4th of July by having a night game. You know, everyone's kind of out during the day barbecuing, but get everyone in around 7 o'clock, watch the Field of Dreams game, make it like a, a fun thing. And you could do it where the previous World Series matchup is the matchup. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. It doesn't because I think a lot of people were disappointed in Cubs Reds. We weren't disappointed because we love our Cubs, but I think the ratings were half of what they were last year. So clearly, national baseball crowds were like, "This is yeah. a boring game." Right. If if it was fucking Pittsburgh and Arizona, we'd be like, "I'm not watching this shit." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anybody who's not a big Cubs Reds fan didn't fucking watch. I mean, they got well. I guess they got three million viewers. That's a pretty well, last big number. Twice that because yeah. Sox well, and Yankees were competitive teams. And you have, yeah, they're both competitive teams. Plus, the Yankees is just a name, and yeah, it, and it was and it was the very first one, right? That's what True. I was gonna say. The first one, it's kind of like even people that don't like baseball, are like, well, well, what is it? So yeah, we got to sure. we got to take a quick break because we got some special guests in the green room right now. Uh, th- it's a surprise to me, in fact, that this is even going to work out. So we're, uh, when when we come back, uh, Carly, uh, Joe, can you stick around with us, or you guys got to take off? Yeah, if you want me to stick around, I can stick around. You can stick around. We'll we'll talk about the Reds, but a very special guest. If you're having fun. Hang out. Johnny Anamanapia's mom, the huge Nationals fan, is going to come on the show and talk about <laughs> her favorite team, the Washington Nationals, who the Cubs are about to play. And uh, we will be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super rancher today. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Anamanapia and Maria Crato, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, huge Nationals fan. Johnny's uh, my best friend in the world, and uh, Marita is his mom. Uh, so, uh, Marita, uh, hi. Hi, Danny. Good Great to, to see you. Great to see you, too. Uh, Johnny, welcome to the show. Where are you? 
Thank you. I'm in New York, and I just wanted to let everyone know that no one cares about the Cubs. No one cares about – I mean, everyone cares, but the Cubs are terrible. The Nats are terrible. <laughs> everyone, everyone cares. And that my mother is going to a Cubs-Nationals game this Wednesday at National Stadium. And I wanted Daddy, to – Daddy, you know how bad the teams are? They're busing 40 old ladies to the game. That's they can't get anybody else there. <laughs> did, did, did you have to pay? Yeah, we even had to pay $63. Oh, yeah. Are you sitting in the dugout? <laughs> I thought they should give me some hot dogs and a beer or something for that. <laughs> At least you're going to you're gonna have to get a little drunk, I think, just to watch the baseball. Exactly. For $63. Yeah, what happened is I, I got these tickets about uh, in March. And I thought, oh, this will be great. I'll get to see the Cubs and the Nationals. They can't be that bad. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, They're the, that bad. Yeah, th- only 38 wins so far this year. And that's only a few years after winning the World Series. Um, and then Juan Soto's now on the Padres. And uh, how are, are you still watching every day? No, I haven't watched it at all. I don't even know one player on the team. Not yeah. one. I don't watch it anymore. I just going because I paid sixty three dollars and it's a bus ride. <laughs> and when, it's a bus. You live out here in the boonies. The bus ride is good. Wait, wait. Are you are you are you saying that the bus ride is going to be more fun than the game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. For Did sure. Danny send you one of his suntan lotion vodka holders? Oh no, I'll have to get one of those for yeah. sure. Hey, Danny, it was great talking to you. Uh, I have to go now. Take care. Great talking to you, too. Bye, Marita. <laughs> what, a, what a sweet woman. I, I love Marita. One time I got Johnny in trouble because uh, uh, when we were um, – uh, we were uh, we played a gig. Do you remember that one time we played a gig and Johnny got really drunk? And Johnny was the drummer of God the Band, and Johnny got super drunk. and And we were trying to like get home. We were staying at his parents' house, and she, they were putting up the whole band. And uh, Johnny was too drunk to tell us where he lived. And so <laughs> I, I woke I woke up the next morning. And I and I and I was telling his parents all about you know that uh, that you know how we couldn't uh, <laughs> we we couldn't get home and we were going the wrong way and Johnny's like how could you show me down the river like that you're killing me oh man I, I think uh, we're it, losing Johnny we just yeah lost it Crawley. looks like he's we, having internet problems but yeah. Johnny we are so happy that your mom came on to bag on this game that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, she's very, a doll. Yeah, she's and she was a huge fan. I know that that was uh, a way you guys were keeping in touch for uh, the years when you were out in uh, Los Angeles, and um, now now you're back east. But uh, it was a great way to like, keep in touch with your with your mom and dad at that time. It was especially, I'm glad your dad got to see before he died the World Series for the Nationals. But um, we were talking about this last time you came on, which the Cubs just faced the Nationals last week. They took two or three. They, they lost one game. Me and Johnny have a, uh, a bet on this series. There's only six games this year between the two teams, which is weird because then nobody can win. The, the, you can tie it. You tie the series. That's not really baseball. That's not how it should be, in my opinion. But uh, we have a bet 
that the losing team, if somebody manages to lose, has to do a day, a day gig Craigslist job. Yeah, and Joe, so, and- so Joe, get your Craigslist jobs out there. All right, here we go. You you can oh. hire you can hire uh, you can hire Danny to, well, I know to come John, over and pull weeds all day or something. Johnny, oh, said, I need that. Johnny, you were <laughs> said you said you had a couple of suggestions because last time I gave the suggestions, I think we might be missing Johnny. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm on a rooftop in New York, and I feel like it's just not happening right now. I wanted yeah. to ask him too if since the Nationals had only they won the World Series in 2019, that was just a couple of years ago, his. Do you feel like losing, like, I wonder if he is stomaching this losing season a little bit better because, ah, we just won a few years ago. Whereas Cubs fans, I think we're angry about the losing season because we have to pay so damn much in ticket prices and the way everything just kind of went off a cliff with the lack of spending over the years, where I feel like the Nationals, yeah, they got cheap a little bit, but they were spending pretty big up until just recently. So I wonder yeah. if he- be able to tell me if he's stomaching it a little bit better because it's like, yeah, we only just won in 2019. Eh, so you know. we did we did talk to him a little bit about that the you know last week because of course the Cubs and the Nationals played right away. But uh no, he doesn't watch the team anymore because they they have done what the Cubs are doing, but they did it in three years rather than the Five. six that we got, yeah. you know? It's and Turner last year. The difference is that the Corbin. the ownership of the Nats are looking to sell. They're getting out of the business. They're they're just they, and which is why they're getting rid of Soto and doing all this stuff. You know, it's like we're going to offer this big contract, but if you're not going to take it, we're getting rid of you right away to make the team easier to sell rather than you know. See, that's kind of exciting though as a fan base. I know we were all excited when Zell was going to sell because we there's possibility there. You're like, oh, I wonder who it could be. Like, is it going to be Cuban? Is it going to be this? You know, I, so I wish the Ricketts would sell now. Yeah. I mean, instead <laughs> of putting their money into that, what's it, DraftKings sports book or something? And it's just, it's tough with the PR. I'm sure you guys are going to address this at some point. You know, the, the, the PR is already spinning. The Ricketts family and Jed have come out going, we're going to spend big this off season. And we heard that last year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hold, hold on. Corporate brass. Yeah. I got, I got to find them kind of somebody in the, in the chat. I have to, uh, I can't find it right now, but they said crane. Kenny came out in the sun. That had to have cost a few souls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, well, it's funny because I, it did cost four hundred fifty dollars. I I don't necessarily want to go back to the corn game, but we didn't even talk about the red series at all um, yet. And then now Johnny disappeared because I was like, "Well, flip forward to the Nationals," and then because Johnny's here with his mom, and then I'm like, "Okay, well they're gone, so might as well go back and we can preview the like put it as a normal show." But like, uh, you know, with sorry, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, getting back to the the corn game. It's like, uh, you know, when when I think about what they did with this thing, it's a lot of VIP. It's about uh, it's almost reminds me of like a builder burger group kind of thing where all these rich freaking corporation guys are going to go out there in the middle of the corn and you know do some owl ceremony or something like that and it's going to be some freaking you know um uh stone cutters group or or the like that's for the simpsons but uh, what's the name oh illuminati you know and that's and it's like their little baseball version of that and like and i understand the players loved it and everything but like 
600 bucks, and it's just like this inaccessible thing to watch pretty bad teams because this was a good game. Like, that was a good game. It was, I wasn't, I was, I was thinking it was just going to be a shit show like today's game was. Can you imagine if today's game, which ended up with the Reds 8 5 win, there were like, there was, uh, I mean, it was just like a poorly executed baseball game. I, I couldn't, but, but people would have loved that because they, they equate a 5 8 game to exciting baseball instead of the 4 2 game that we saw that had, you know, like actual, you know, some good pitching in it. I'm saying at the Field of Dreams, you know, had it had good pitching. And, I mean, basically uh, what their guy just kind of gave up a few hits in that first inning, and then they kind of locked it back down. Like, you know, the Cubs couldn't do much of anything the rest of the game. They pounced on Lodolo, and he's their future. Yeah. I mean, but he seemed to, he seemed to come back okay. Uh, I think Madrigal – Drove in a run game. or or got big hit game. in, yeah. But that was the only other run. Like, so it wasn't like this. You know, I don't know. I I talked to a guy this uh, this week that said he thought the game was boring. You know, and I'm like, why? You know, like it four two game. That's not a boring game. Is he? I don't know what type of fan this guy is, but I know a lot of casual fans really responded last year because that game with the Sox and Yankees had like six home runs. Had that because they used the rubber balls, Anderson. yeah. So I think casual fans that you know they want that long ball. So mm-hmm. that's why the steroid era was so popular. Well, yeah. and um, still we, is. We still, still in the steroid era, apparently. Yeah. Joe, were you surprised that they didn't bring back the super bouncy ball from twenty twenty? Like they did last year, and we were all betting the over on home runs. Bet US, by the way, people. Bet US, bet over on the homers. You lose, we win. There you go. Um, <laughs> I was surprised a little bit. I don't know. Baseball's got, you know, we all have our problems with Manfred, as we should. My biggest problem, besides the obvious stuff, is the tinkering with the balls. And I, I think the pitchers are doing the grip thing again. I definitely, I think they're getting a little laxed on that because. Look, whenever I see like Pitching Ninja is a really cool site. It's a cool Twitter feed. If you're a pa- fan of pitching, he does those overlays, which is really that's the thing that impresses me the most. Being like, oh, the overlays like the are same, the most fun, right? Sure. Same release for the fastballs he does for his overhand curve and the knuckle. You know, it's that's cool stuff. But every now and then he shows a pitch where I'm like, okay, who's you're doctoring the ball? And whenever I see that, <laughs> a couple months later, we find out they were doctoring the ball. I was not shocked at all last year when they all came out going, we're checking hands. We know something's up. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. I've been watching <laughs> Pitching Ninja the last three years, and I'm seeing video game highlights. These guys are making league pitches move like – and the only way to make balls really break that hard, you're going to end up with an injury. So if these guys don't end up with an injury, they're spitting on the ball. They're doing a little KY. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's all sort of astroglide. I don't know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I like how Joe wanted to make sure that he didn't show preference to uh, one lube over another. Well, who wants to sponsor the show? <laughs> then, you know, CVS brand. Why not? You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I've noticed recently in the games, they used to actually check them. And now it's like the pitcher walks up, the umpire walks out, and they're like, how are the kids? Yeah. You know? What you doing after the game? You, you having a good dinner? You know, like it doesn't seem like they're looking or checking for anything. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're policing it right now. I mean, they cracked down on that sticky stuff a little bit. Um, But, you know, when you see the cheating come in with Tatis, like we saw again, like I know he's coming back from injury. I'm a tip of the iceberg kind of person. If one guy's doing it, you know, I, I don't, I think there's more people doing it, maybe hiding it, maybe like, you know, using somebody else's pee. But if, if everybody, it, if one guy gets caught, it makes me think that there's more to it than that. But um, it cer- certainly wasn't a, any of the Cubs or the Reds because they're certainly not performing like people are performing enhancing drugs. Um, and um, my one problem with this, I was all ready for a, um, for a radio game uh, today. And yesterday, for a fact, I, I was oh. I was trying to listen on the radio, and it's been Zaidman. It's been Hughes on the. It's been Hughes on the uh, TV call, and it's been Zaidman on the radio calling it with Coom Dog, and Zach Zaidman. I thought he was getting better for a moment there. I was like giving it a chance. I'm like, all right, they're they're gonna let him do this. I'm just gonna you know give him a chance, but he he's completely disconnected from the play with his voice um, about what's going on. And he, he kind of, like, for example, uh, uh, somebody on uh, the, well, the Cubs will be up. He's like, Christopher Morrell hits a, uh, like a hard ball to uh, third base. And then uh, they throw over to first. He'll be like this. And Christopher Morrell hits a ball to third base and he throws over and he's out. Yeah. And, they, and there's a long drive. It's going to be caught by the left fielder and you're like you know did they tell you you have to get like more excited and then be sad when the cubs do bad like like but you're doing it too much and in in a really robotically strange way so and i see other people complaining about the musical chairs of the booth in general and that some people don't like pat hughes on tv which i think they're idiots oh my god Pat Hughes on TV is wonderful because he doesn't have to do all the fucking crazy ads. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't have to tell you what color the uniforms are, what color the socks are, which he's amazing at, but it saves him a little bit. He could just cut to the meat instead of peppering it up with all sorts of other like details, which I don't even mind because I love his details, of course. I agree with you, though. The thing with Zaidman, I wonder if he comes from a football background because I feel like his voice would be better for like NFL games. You nailed the pacing there to third base. Like, you know, it almost feels like the 10, the 20 tackled. Oh, it does the yard lines or whatever, you know, whatever they say. Um, I I don't know. I I thought he was getting better too, but then I realized he was getting better as the fifth inning guy. You know, they used to have that one guy way like 10, 12 years ago as a Corey something or other. And he was Provis. Yeah. He got good to be the, he was able to pop in. He gave the out of town scores. He did the inning and then he would hand the, the baton right back. He didn't take the fifth inning to be like, okay, this is my time to shine. I have my one inning and I have to steal the show. Where Zayman, I always felt like he's like, okay, I got one inning. I got to go 150%. Like, no, you don't, dude. You do- Less is more. Less is yeah. so much more with these guys. That's why people love Vin Scully so much. He, he had a great voice, of course, but like, you got to let the game breathe. You got You can't make it where every ground ball is a scorcher. Not every line drive was scolded. You know, sometimes it's just a nice routine fly ball and you call it that way. It's it's why I love the Beth Moen's JD call on TV. I feel like those two have a great rapport together, and they neither one of them feels like they have to talk all the time. You know, they just kind of wait and they watch the game, and and it's a nice uh, 
I mean, it it might sound bad to some. Sounds people. like golf to me. It's a nice, talk. it's a nice leisurely pace, but it's a wonderful like feel to it. You know, well, but like Danny, what you're saying, you know, you know when something big happens because they do get excited in the appropriate times. And outside of that, they're just telling you what's going on in the game. The bigger issue, I don't really care who you go with. You're going to get used to whoever. Uh, it's going to be do Moens and Deshays, do Sutcliffe and Hughes, do Boog and uh, Sandberg, I, I, do Dempster and and uh, do Dempster and uh, Glanville. Like what I'm saying is, there's so many people, and the whole point of what we liked about like Harry Carey and why Harry Carey's a legend that they make holograms out of, unfortunately, is because he was there for us every day and you knew you tune in and you knew you'd have Harry. And now I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to get. I don't know who's going to be on the radio. I was all set to like walk around today and take a bike ride and listen to Pat Hughes and enjoy my Sunday. But instead I turned it off because I can't take it anymore. Like I made it through half the game and no one was going on. And I was like, you know what? I need some silence. There's been too much cackling in my ears. <laughs> well, Harry was always entertaining when the Cubs weren't. That was his big thing. And even though he wasn't the most professional broadcasters and things like that, he felt like, oh, it's grandpa's having a few Budweiser's and now he's yelling at the TV. And that was enjoyable. And then Len, I got to remind Cubs fans, though, Len wasn't good right away. Len's obviously an awesome broadcaster, but it it takes a couple years to get your groove. And and I don't think Boog had a good rookie season. And it was kind of a bad, like, imagine taking over that Cubs job in a year in which you know they're not trying to win and that all these superstars are going to get traded away. That's kind of – so I give him a pass there. Um, him and J.D. are starting to get a better groove going, but then you're right. It's like he's get four or five games, and then he's gone for three games, and then he gets another four games, and he's gone. It is too much um, – I, I want more stability there too. Um, I think Dempster's really taken – um, obviously, I'm buddies with him, and we, we love him. You guys, he's been on your show. But I really do, in honest opinion, think he's he gets better every time, I feel like. I I'm – getting more into uh the Sutcliffe of it all i don't really like Sutcliffe with shot i don't like anybody shiambi i absolutely 100 percent disagree with you joe i think shiambi needs to just go the fuck away wherever fucking espn hell he came from and just stay the fuck over there i hate him so uh i'm sure he's person like a nice person i just don't like his call i'm he's not good, saying he's that good I, in that I hate commercial, him human. you know yeah, I just don't like his call. Ian Hap. Just, Have you seen yeah. the Ian Hap commercial? He's hilarious. But he's he he does nothing for me in the game. And sometimes him and Sutcliffe will just get they're gone. They're they're lost, whatever. But I like sort of Sutcliffe's bit of it. He he's growing me a bit, and I honestly might like Sutcliffe in the booth with Pat. And Coomer on the TV, like he's done a couple of TV gigs recently that I've kind of enjoyed Coomer on there, like more so than uh, when he's on the radio. And I think he and JD have a good uh, rapport and they talk about things that happened in the game that actually pertain to what's happening on the field in front of them rather than just throwing out random shit all the time. So, yeah, the, um, my fear is, uh, and I don't know if uh, 
you guys heard this yet, but the Bears, I think, are losing their call, their radio call. They're going to be done with it. I think I saw some story like that, and I know another – I know they're leaving stations, but they're not going to lose Jeff Joniak, are they? I, I don't know. I don't – I just saw He's that they're – amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's a good it's a good call. So, But what mm-hmm. I'm wondering is that they would do – and this, I would just not put this past them because there was another major league team that did it, and I – forget who it was but they got rid of the radio altogether and they play the tv on the radio so what if they are thinking like oh we'll have pat become like vin scully and he'll be out there we'll just play his call on the radio i i I don't know what they're gonna do i just it was my fear that the radio is just on its way out and they're and because they know so many people don't get marquee and they're just like i'll listen on the radio you know like it's fine that's me i won't get marquee See, I feel like they just, they wouldn't be able to do the TV call on the radio. They could do the radio call on the TV. Well, that's what I mean. He does the radio call on TV. I'm I'm just saying you couldn't do the TV call on the radio because there's so many ads on the radio. Every fucking person that has anything to do with the game is brought to you by Benny's or, you know, wherever. Like the fucking radio is not. I just don't think they're making as much money off of radio as they do on TV. So that's surprising to me, though. With um, because I'm I'm friends with a few guys at the score, and every now and then, uh, like Herb Lawrence or Lawrence Holmes, they'll post the quarterly reports about radio views because everyone kept saying podcasts are going to pass radio. Podcasts are doing amazing. Don't get me wrong, but radio is still doing way better than everyone thinks. Sports radio, radio is dead for a decade now. It's not like newspapers where we can get it on our phone. People still want to hear the personalities they like the and hear their shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I love baseball on the radio. People are, you know, I just drove, I, I did shows in Peoria the last couple of nights. So I could get 670 to score from Chicago to Peoria all the way. And it sounded great. It's 10,000 watt station. And I listened to most of that. And then I was able to listen throughout, like, not everyone wants to Bluetooth and set up their phone all the time. Sometimes it's nice to just pop you know, on the radio. I, I think I can listen to the audio. I get rid of it. Yeah, I can listen to the audio on my phone all the time, right? AirPods. And it's it's the same thing as comes through AM 800 here in Iowa City. But if I'm at the house, it's AM 800. I'm not turning on the, you know, I'm not going through my phone, you know, or whatever. Like, it's, it's I'm definitely using the radio. It's, it's actually faster than, <laughs> you know, so I can actually, you know, I'm more up to speed on the game. Yeah. You know what's going on first. In fact, it, you know, I, for somehow on the app, the Spanish lang- language broadcast with Miguel Esparza actually is about a minute ahead <laughs> of Pat Hughes. So if you really want to know what's going on, either listen to the actual streaming radio or listen to Miguel Esparza and figure out Spanish. It's a faster language. <laughs> you know? it is. They, they, they get the game. It is. It is. It does go fast. Either that or English uses too much words, many words to, to tell you what's going on. I'm not, one or the other. Um, Michael, I, I, I realize we gave short shrift to the games, but I did think your poem for the Field of Dreams game should be recognized. Oh, shit. I didn't even put that one up. Um, oh, you didn't even put bring that up. one thing I wanted to. No, I put, the, I, I put 111. I put the actual game one. But you're talking about the field of dreams. Maybe right? we save it for the end then. Okay. Yeah, I can bring it up. Because we don't have then. to talk about these games. 
Really? I mean, yeah. So we're we're at a point where we get, a need to take a break. Uh, B let Joe go if he wants to go, unless yeah. you want to sit around and talk about the crappy Nationals. No, I've got to go. I, I would I would normally love to. I love chanting with both you gentlemen, but I do have to run. I got some dad duty. I got to go over get some medicine at CVS. Understood. Uh, understood. Yep. Yeah. But so thank you for uh, having me on. I love talking baseball. Yeah, with dude, you guys. And, and yeah, plug your shit. I know you're playing. You got yeah, uh, let us know all the stuff you're doing. You you got a bunch of shows in St. Louis coming up. I know at the end, beginning of September. Yeah, you know it's funny the the club that it's the St. Louis Funny Bone, but they have two clubs now. They have one in they're both in the suburbs of St. Louis technically, but it's called the St. Louis Funny Bone. I'll be in the St. Charles, Missouri, which is like the Schaumburg of St. Louis, I believe, um, <laughs> September first through fourth. It's Labor Day weekend, and the Cubs that, and Cardinals <laughs> are in town. The Cubs will be in town, so I'm going to catch a Cubs Cardinals game. Um, I think Saturday day game I'm going to try to go to, and then I got my shows all in the evening. And then um, October 1st, I'm filming my next hour, um, my next special um, in New York City at the gutter in Brooklyn. That's October 1st. And I wow, recently big. relaunched my Cubs podcast called True Blue Cubs. I took a long time off of it. <laughs> I was, uh, I had a rough year and I decided I can't do Cubs content anymore. But then I told myself way back, in like May or June, I said, after the trade deadline, I'm going to relaunch because that was going to be my final, all right, there's nothing we could do about it. I got to look forward now and stop being so angry at all the stupid moves they've made over the last uh, three or four years and just got to get off the mat as a Cubs fan sometimes and uh, and power through and, and get back to talking about the team I love. And you're that, at That's true. hilarious that you chose now. <laughs> that's when well, we I figured after the trade deadline we would have more of an, a sense of direction and i could just be like ah you know where last year's trade deadline was even though well, I we, did, we didn't we didn't even talk about return. that i'm sorry i'm sorry danny i know you want to get to a co- commercial but while we got joe on here let's ask like we need to know what did you think about the the hap Contreras? you say we have more of a direction when in reality, no, you said you thought we would have, and now I don't think you do think we have a direction. No, I thought we would. Yes. In reality, we don't. I think they're <laughs> going to re-sign Contreras at the very least. I really do. God, I hope so. But They better. They really better because think about what they've been saying the last few days. Their Jed Hoyer's been going on Marquis saying we're going to be more active in free agency, all this stuff. That's what they the said very last least, year. They know if they fall short, because you know they do that famous thing where it's like we were talking to him, but it just didn't work out. They know at the very least they got to sign Contreras. They and then we find out that people. they haven't had serious discussions since 2017. I know, but it's still, it's one of those things in sports where it's like, I haven't talked to them. They don't even look at me in the hallways. It's awkward. And then they, you write money on a piece of paper, you slide it over and then everyone's happy. Hopefully um, I'm trying to be optimistic. Hap um, has one more year. I hope they extend him. Um, because I don't want to go through the same thing every year. Because next year it'll be happen Hendricks. They both have one year left, so it's like, are they going to trade them? Where are they going? And then you guys, guys, you have guys playing bad. Look how much better Wilson Contreras has played since the All Star or since the trade deadline, I should say. He's since been, they weren't running him, fucking hanging him out to dry yeah. for months, saying he's well, yeah, going to get traded. It, as you know, man, it's the most mental game. Baseball is so mental. So once he was like, all right, cool, I could breathe, I could relax, the tension's out of my back, I'm going to be here the next two months, and then I'll worry about the offseason come October. Then he starts hitting the ball and looking like the guy we saw earlier in the year. It's a mental game. The stress will get to anybody. Um, with Hap, 
you know where he's going to sign when he's a free agent Cincinnati because he's Barry Bonds at that oh, park. God, so. yeah. <laughs> Another, did you see that, that uh, there was the second game, they golfed that ball. It was like low and, and uh, it, it, I mean, he should not, that ball had no business going out of the park. I mean, it didn't look like a home run off the bat, but it, it flew out of there. He must be one of the only people who likes skyline Ch- chili because what, he played college ball there. He kills it there. He I, he knows he knows he can't spend any extended time out on base. He's got to be near a toilet at all times. <laughs> well, God, I thought I wrote it down here. Like how many? What is he's got? Like fourteen percent, or like fifteen percent of his home runs are there, or even more. Twenty twenty oh, percent. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. He's uh, yeah. Unless of course he's standing there with uh, bases loaded and the chance to. You know, get ahead. Here it is. Sixteenth. It was a sixteenth career home run. It was wow. a three-run shot that opened up that game. That when they won seven to two on Saturday. So it's a lot in one ballpark. That's not your ballpark. It's a ton. Yeah, it is. So, well, Joe, thanks for coming on to it, uh, and good luck with all those shows and stuff like that. And I, I was going to try to come out to uh, New York, but I, did you move the date? I did. I was supposed yeah. to be there. I forgot to tell you. Well, good. Good thing I didn't September. buy tickets yet because I was like, I was trying <laughs> oh, to make this. It was two weeks early. I was like, oh, October 1st. Like, well, the ticket maybe- link is going to go live this week for the October 1st show. So the ticket link isn't live, but thank God you didn't buy a flight. Um, it would have been fine. My sister lives there, but I wouldn't have seen you. <laughs> Here's how dumb I am. I said on my podcast, um, my other podcast, the Joe Kilgallen podcast, where I talk about everything. Uh, so I have two, the one where I talk about everything, the Joe Kilgallen podcast and the True Blue Cubs, which is all Cubs. But I said, any one of my listeners who comes out to the New York show, if you fly out there, I'll pay for your ticket to the show. And my one friend's like, oh, that's awesome. You're going to save them $15. <laughs> like, big deal. <laughs> like, how expensive a flight is. Like, that's not enticing. Um, but yeah, I so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it. honestly, though, it is. At least you no can reason. say, you know what? I got free tickets from Joe. That's awesome. Like. I mean, that's that is the last uh, weekend at Wrigley Field for the for of the season. I know I'm going to be bummed to miss any of those last games, but it was just a logistics thing. My director um, who's directing a bunch of big stuff. So I'm lucky to even be able to work with him right now because he's doing some stuff for some big platforms that I'm not allowed to announce yet because he can't announce them yet. Anyway, though, he has ride fest tickets for September 17th that weekend. Oh, so. okay. I'm like, all right, buddy. I, I what am I going to do? I, I we had to re, reshuffle the deck, and we landed on October first, which it's still ri- be good. Ride Fest in Telluride, no, Riot. Chicago. Oh, Riot, Riot, yeah, Riot. Yeah. I thought you said Ride Fest. So I have okay. a sore throat, so I think my voice is all off today. Yeah, right. and uh, it's also my 30 year high school reunion. <laughs> Count the rings, baby. <laughs> I am old. Oh, brutal. It's that's on the Friday, so. Maybe maybe my old ass can get on a plane the next morning after maybe. my high school reunion and come see you. <laughs> well, I'll check it out. I'll see what I can do. But uh, well, thanks thank for coming on, dude. It. Yeah, dude. And uh, good luck with everything. And uh, we'll be right back. And then I guess we'll talk about the, the Nationals, even though we just talked about them last week with Johnny. I'm trying to get Johnny back. Obviously, this shit ain't working. So, But we'll be uh, right back after this quick commercial break. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub. 
knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sun Ranto Show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunranto.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link i did want to bring up that uh we've uh, not had anybody claim last month's amazon prize for the amazon uh the amazon monthly prize shopper of the month i don't have a good name for that yet but uh it was whoever bought the mixing bowls you won. So congratulations, you and Bleacher Bum Band shot glasses. And something else that I forgot what I said I was going to give people. I have to go back and look. Um, but check out what we have so far this month for Amazon. We're halfway through the month, and uh, we have a baby memory book, a purifying shampoo. But look at this. Somebody bought the sun flask disguised nine out sunscreen that dispenses real um, sunscreen, although it doesn't really dispense it. But uh, thanks for shopping through our links at uh, sunranto.com slash Amazon. You help out the show and you make Jeff Bezos richer. And we all know he needs more money. Yeah. Um, you, you can't bust those unions with no money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, then uh, we got the Nationals coming to town. We just talked about them, uh, so it's not really all that interesting to talk about the worst team in the major leagues. We had Johnny show up with his mom. Uh, she's paying $62 to go to the game with a bunch of old people. What She's getting ripped off. And um, now, You know what, though? 63 bucks. I think that includes the bus ride. Th- yeah. So, I yeah, mean, but 60, I would do I that. Mean, yeah, I mean, 63 bucks, though, that's that's a lot of money even for a bus. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know how much a gray, that's like how much a greyhound from Chicago to New York costs, dude. Like, I mean, you know, it just does. Now, you could get stabbed, which that'll cost you some money. <laughs> but we did, we did beat the Nationals at Wrigley. Uh, we lost six to five and we beat them six three and uh four to two. We got th- only the three games with them and then a Baltimore game on Thursday. Um and since losing two or three to the Cubs, they've lost two or three to San Diego. So they actually beat San Diego one game. Kind of impressive. Though San Diego's probably a little reeling right now with that Tatis news. Yeah, uh, we that talked was huge. To- we talked about it last time. They're at the Nationals are at the bottom of the league in every offensive category, except they don't strike out a whole lot. Um, their ERA, uh, their team ERA was the worst in baseball overall. Uh, they give up a lot of home runs. Their relievers are a little bit better than their starters. Um, so get to the jump on them early. And uh, they have the third most errors and the and fourth the Cubs, worst defensive, defensive efficiency ratio. Yeah, and the Cubs beat them two out of three. And it was annoying that they lost the third game. Yeah. 
you know, and uh, the Cubs lost two out of three, uh, you know, against the Reds, and now they get to play the fucking Nationals again. Yeah, so it's just meatloaf, meatloaf, meatloaf. Nobody's got the foot on the pedal at all. Um, and in game one of this uh, series is going to be Stroman, who did face the Nationals uh, in the loss, I might add. Uh, he only went five, gave up four runs on five hits. He's got a 420 ERA right now, though, so that's pretty, like, smoke it's pretty. It's pretty high. Josiah Gray. <laughs> it is. It's too high for what you thought <laughs> he was going to do. It's too high. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like it. ERA is too damn high. I just, I, just really, I just really enjoyed watching your face as you tried to move on, and then you, like, like oh, go that dawned on you. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what else is dawning on me that I haven't told everybody to hashtag chance in the chat and you could win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me. So hashtag chance in the chat. If you're, if you already missed that, but we're going against Josiah gray, seven and eight with a four eighty one. He's uh, the guy from the Scherzer uh, Turner trade from the, the Dodgers. He's a converted shortstop too, which I always think that's interesting. Um, he pitched pretty well against us in that third game of the series. He went 6.1 innings, gave up seven hits and two runs, but the Cubs ended up winning four to two. He didn't walk anybody. And, uh, that was both of their last starts as well was oh. against him. So it wasn't the same game though. That's, you know, there you go with your MLB fucking scheduling. Yeah. It's stupid. So then, uh, I'm guessing at this cause we're still TBD, I believe, but it's, uh, Justin Steele versus, Patrick Corbin, who's four and sixteen with a seven oh two earned run average. It's uh they're doing Space Force Day at the ballpark. Wait a, wait a second. This is this this is not the Corbin that was on the Brewers last year, right? No, that's Corbin okay. Burns. Corbin Burns. My bad. He's, okay. he's on the Brewers this year too. Wrong Corbin. Well, yeah. and that's why that's why like I, I I mean Corbin is not a normal name. And when you said it, I was like, wait, did I miss something here? Yeah, because we used to always call Corbin Burns uh what do we call him? The Burnson, Corbin Burnson from LA Law, whoever yeah. that guy is. Corp Oh mm. yeah, Corbin he, he Burns. A- now I'm the question. Corbin Burns. I think it's just Corbin Burns. I don't know. But he was also, uh, somebody in the chat will tell us, tell us, he was also in Major League, the movie Major League. He was. Uh, oh, Corbin Burns is the pitcher, is the actual baseball pitcher. It's, it's so not I'm the talking, same name? No, it's Corbin Burnson or something like that. Or, <laughs> Maybe it's Burnson. I don't know. Yeah, it's he, he was in different. Major League, though. And he was he was the guy that uh, his it's, wife. It's Bobby, Bobby Dorn or whatever. Yeah. Corbin Burnson. Corbin Burnson. Yeah, okay. yeah, they have a very close names to each other. <laughs> but um, I'm uh, dropping a link in the chat. Uh, speaking of uh, Patrick Corbin. Well, you know uh, what? One one thing we didn't get to talk about because we just skipped the Reds thing, and I'm sorry I keep bringing it back, but Keegan Thompson had a chance to become the first pitcher in the NL Central to win 10 games today until he imploded in that second inning rainstorm. Yeah. That's kind of sad. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, Corbin Burns uh, or Patrick Corbin. Now you got me all twitched up. Patrick Corbin, <laughs> he's certainly not going to win his 10th game. and He could win his fifth, though, in this game. But it's highly unlikely with articles written about him, like the ones I just dropped in the chat. Like, is Corbin, uh, is uh, Patrick Corbin having the worst year ever? Look at this. 
Is national starter Patrick Corbin having the worst pitching season ever? When your performance is drawing comparisons to less sweet land of the 1930 Philadelphia Phillies, you know things are bleak by Emma Bacierli. And it, she goes on to, de- to demonstrate about how he's having one of the worst de- seasons. Uh, there's also an article that I saw called Patrick Corbin Should Not Be a Major League Pitcher. And another one in which Patrick Corbin is featured in which it's it says the biggest disappointments of the MLB season so far. But yeah. Well, um, and then, you know, maybe you do the uh, should Patrick Corbin be replaced by Roger Dorn? Yeah, <laughs> by Corbin <laughs> Birdson. Um, but uh, yeah, M, uh, what's a Bachelary, I believe is her, her name. Uh, Botulism, yes. M, Emma Bachelary. Uh, this is what she wrote in, in uh, Sports Illustrated. And in two of his last three starts, he's failed to get out of the first inning, giving up six runs both times. That leaves him with a 7.02 ERA, a 56 ERA plus in baseball, worst marks for losses, 16, hits allowed, 161, and earned runs, 86. The numbers are striking in both how extreme they are and in the fact that they have the chance to exist like this at all. It's rare for a pitcher this bad to be afforded so many chances to keep going. Yet, he's on the Nationals, so... Here he goes. He used to be pretty good. Um, it, but so Cubs, what you're saying is it could be worse. Yeah. It you, Well, you could be Wilson Contreras against him, only two for ten. <laughs> um, Hap and uh, Fran Mel Reyes do well against him and have a home run, though. But you know, I was sucks. I looked I looked up Fran Mel Reyes's name on. Uh, well, I didn't look up his name. I, I looked him up on Baseball Reference. It's it's Fran Meal. According to Baseball Reference, yeah, it's not it, Fran Mill, which is how I've been saying it forever. It'd be Fran Mill. It, it's Fran Mill. Fran Mill. It'd be yeah. R-E. Yeah. In Spanish, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're just like, ah, fuck him. <laughs> no, no, but if, you have to say Fran Mill. But you have Fran to say Mille. it. In order to say it right, you have to say it in an accent. It's like, if you well, I just, I just find it interesting. And you're like, I'm, I'm going to Auburn Pine. You know, I, or, or, I I just think it's funny that we've all been like putting the emphasis on Fran, Fran Mil. when emphasis is supposed to be on Fran Mil, Fran Mil, Fran Mil, yeah, Fran Mil. So um, <laughs> he had it first home run as a cub. This has been English speakers and dialect. <laughs> no idea who's going out there for the Cubs in this second game. But uh, it could be Justin Steele, who did pitch in the third game of that series. He gave up two runs and had eight hits and struck out nine versus a D.C. team who does not strike out a lot. Right. And nine times. Nine times. And, and nine, nine times. Yeah, 19 times over the last 10 innings or something like that. Uh, and then game three, it's, it's still an unannounced, but it could be our corn man. Smiley going against ex-Cub Corey Abbott, who's 0-2 with the 594. Uh, Smiley did pretty well in the corn game, I thought. Only went the five innings. I didn't give up any runs, so that's always good. He had nine strikeouts, so he did very well. And uh, Smiley, uh, who's seen him most? most, Basically, uh, Nelson Cruz has seen him uh, 23 times. He's got a home run, uh, but it took him – well, 23 plate appearances to do it. So it's kept him in the park. Uh, nobody else has a home run against him. Uh, but the Nats overall are batting 300 against uh, 
Mr. Smiley. Yeah. Um, so DJR actually makes a great point. Uh, however, Pat Hughes says it is correct. Yeah. So just listen to Pat Hughes. However, he says, Fran meal, Fran meal, Fran meal, Fran meal, Fran meal. It's going to be correct. Fran meal. It's, <laughs> and uh, Abbott, uh, Corey Abbott, ex-Cub Corey Abbott, uh, three runs on four hits against the Padres, only went four. Uh, he pitched in seven games for the Cubs last year. Uh, he only started one of them, and he ended up with a 6.75 ERA. And the Cubs have never seen him, but they have, because he's an ex-Cub. <laughs> right. And uh, there's your uh, there's your matchup. I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, we got two night games and a day game. Can't say I'm all particularly excited about watching this series. Um, definitely not must see TV. Not must see Cubs baseball. That's for sure. Um, but I will be watching it. Show uh, announcements. Bleacher Bum Band. We're playing the at uh, the end of September. It's, uh, let's see, what day is it? I'm looking right now. The 24th of September at Hop Stop Beer Fest in Riverside. Look it up. Come on out. There's beer. There's rock and roll. Club 400 Palooza is this next weekend, the 21st. I don't know if there's tickets yet left, but Patrick Wisdom's going to be there. We're going to watch the game on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, A new baseball rabbit hole is dropping tomorrow. Are you done with it? Yeah, I am, and I hope it's dropping tomorrow because I think when I was messing around with it today, I thought it already went out. Like, I couldn't schedule the publishing, but uh, if it, but I just looked on my phone, and I didn't see it. So, Well, if you don't know, it's Michael Cotton's Baseball History Podcast. I'll, yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump on it. Uh, check it after this show just to make sure it's it's publishing but yeah there's there's finally a new one and you're also running the and we're coming up on it the cubs are gonna go real soon to toronto the end of this month and um i i i have my uh my picks for who i think is unvaccinated okay i'm glad you will be the first one no one has contacted me on this you might win all right so well you contact you on twitter <laughs> even, even if Cubes nobody Fanatic. does at Cubes Fanatic, correct? That's on Twitter. Yes, Contact yes. You. you can, you can, you can hit DM me up you. in the DMs. Uh, Dominic Galoro says, uh, "Baseball rabbit hole dropped today, so it did okay. actually drop." I so, don't know. So here's here's my picks, and one of them we might not know because he's in the minors right now. David Bodie, unvaccinated. I'm I think going, you're right. I would go with that. I'm going uh, a shocker. That might make people mad. Justin Steele's not going to be vaccinated. Mm, interesting. Okay. And Zach McKinstry, not vaccinated. Okay. That's my other pick. So here's here's my uh, my one that I was thinking about today. Uh, Bron Meal Reyes. Like, I think maybe that's why Cleveland got rid of him. They're just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like, he won't get vaccinated. We can't take him to to Toronto. Like, we, you know, whatever. And uh, I think we're going to find out maybe Fred Beal doesn't. Well, he did play in Toronto last year. Oh, then he would have. Well, but was that before? I don't know. That would have been before the vaccinations. He also got in trouble for um, 
violating COVID rules last year. Right. As well. So there's those two conflicting ideas. So, yeah, but he was there before the, uh, before the, before normal people could get well, the vaccination, but I guess Toronto baseball not play players. their home games in Toronto. Was that last year? Oh yeah. They were in like fucking Buffalo or some shit. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that all went down. So it still says at Toronto, but that's the team, you know, so could be, right. could, could not be. And uh, speaking of COVID though, uh, we have a, a great listener, uh, Carrie Meyer. She has COVID. She's getting better. She said she was really sick. Now she's not. So I don't know if you're still listening, Carrie, but if you are, get well soon. Um, and and for everybody out there, like, it's still here. Like, oh, yeah. if you're vaccinated and everything, you can get sick. Danny just got sick not too long ago. You can get sick. It's not as bad if you've been vaccinated. Uh, so if you haven't been vaccinated, do that. Like, uh, I had a friend here in Iowa City. Uh he was vaccinated. His sister was not. And she was out for like two full fucking weeks. Nothing but sleep. Like, you know, she was done. And he got over it in like four days. So, look, it's nothing's perfect out there. But, you know, do your best. Yeah. Try it out. I still, my family, we still have one out of the four of us who have gotten COVID. It's we've been amazingly lucky, but you know what? I still mask when I go to the grocery store and when I go out. And the only time I don't mask is when I'm drinking. Which, it's hard to drink and mask at the same time, right? I, I always figure if I'm going out of the bar or the restaurant, I'm like, I, there's no point in bringing a mask to this thing. But I generally sit outdoors if I can. So let's uh, TFC this thing. Pick a chance. Oh no! Actually, before we do that, I, I want to hear your your uh, Field of Dreams poem. Oh, you wanted the poem? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hear the because we didn't do the other ones. And if you're not following Michael on Twitter, he does a poem every game. Every game, I'm I'm up to 113 poems this year just for games, and I've got like a couple extra on top of that, and I did 160. I think I did like 168 of them last year. I'm lying. I did 169. Nice. They will come from all parts of the world, from all types of families across far-flung communities, from the places they call home to a cornfield in Iowa. They will come to find something anything out in that corn a memory a feeling hopes maybe dreams connection they will come to walk into the rows brushing past ears of corn so dense the sun filters through the stalks rising above their heads a kind of twilight a gloaming they will come to the end of their rows where the sun is shining onto a field filled with children, playing with their parents, their grandparents, their friends. They will come to see these people to play a game. And in turn, these people have come to see them and join with each other in the way that baseball joins strangers. They will come to understand Regardless of which row they chose or which was chosen for them, they have returned home to their community from all parts of the world 
they have come together in a cornfield in Iowa. If you build it, they will come. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Well, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Ranter of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's perks at every level five dollar super ranters get to hear all the cubs parody songs before the rest of the world ten dollar super ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our cubs uh daily shows which are are called sun ranto singles uh at twelve dollars you get the rancher calendar every year and uh you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. Then join at the $3 level. That's three bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Do you think they ever make a, a field of dreams porno? <laughs> like, if oh, you build it, I will come. <laughs> field of field of screams, right? There you go. Hold on, they they've made a porno. I'm looking it up. You you just keep going. I'm gonna find out what the field of. I'm gonna follow up that heartfelt poem with field of screen field of dreams porno. Just like doing an in in memoriam and then playing everybody dance now. <laughs> so my first one, I want to hit Crawley with this when he was on the show just earlier, but this is Crawley's response to me saying I paid as much for a game six world series ticket as he did for a field of dreams ticket. He said supply and demand world series had seven games. Progressive field holds a bit close to 40,000 and Wrigley holds 42,000. There were 8,000 tickets to the field of dreams game. Not only that, you were not supposed to be able to transfer them on the secondary market. Clearly, some found a way to do it, but it wasn't as simple as to do as most games. So that motherfucker 
compared the World Series to the Field of Dreams game and said it was supply and demand. That's pretty cubish, if you ask me. Yep. Uh, my microphone is falling, so I'm going to have to hold my microphone the rest of the show. <laughs> so uh, I, I looked it up real quick in that amount of time. Um, if you look up Field of Dreams porno, uh, you will get – there are lots of porn videos but it's it's literally it's like people having sex in fields. It's not it has nothing to do with the baseball game or or the the movie at all. So, um all right. So I have let me get to my my TFC. I've two of them as well. And this always happens to me. I never know what the fuck my TFC is by the time we get to it in the show. So let's see. Okay. So this was they were showing the Cubs uniforms, the jersey and the hat. And Ken, St. Louis music man, says, the hat looks like the answer to the question, does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> Which, <laughs> so the Cubs standing bear that you call a raccoon, or a raccoon, a yeah. kangaroo, he thinks that's the bear shit in the woods. A, a shitting bear. Which makes me actually wonder, is that a baseball bat or a corn cob? No, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe that's why uh, Duolingo, uh, it, it, one of the uh, Spanish sentences that came up just this morning for me when I was practicing Spanish, uh, was this. Um, it's los osos no usan pantalones, <laughs> which is bears don't wear pants. <laughs> and then uh, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, Joey W. Uh, Wrigleyville bum sent me this. Which is uh, a pantsless uh, Clark with uh, Blooper, the Braves mascot, bareback at him. <laughs> yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. I'm barebacking because he's on the back of a bear yeah. with no pants on. Okay. Well, it, here's my second one. So, not everyone was excited about the Field of Dreams games. And this TFC let us know. May 90% of the roster walk into the cornfield and never return. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Ricketts. <laughs> I love the idea. It's like the, I want him to just go in the cornfield and just not come back. <laughs> and my last one is uh, the Colorado Rockies tweeted out uh, Chris Bryant's bobblehead day was just this last weekend and said KB's bobblehead is here and he's perfect. But Ema Sursuli retweeted that Colorado Rockies tweet and said, be careful with it or the head spring might pop and go on the IL. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's funny that they can get the bobblehead perfect, but not the player. Not the player. So I think that's the show then. That might thank be you. it. Yeah. yeah, thank you to uh, Crawley and Joe Kilgallen and Marita Croteau and John Croteau for coming on. And uh, for David Elliott for writing in, it's a very niche market for Field of Dreams pornography. Start looking up the results that show up on page 69. Nice. That would be where I'd start looking. So, but that is the show. I don't know what's going to happen this week. We're playing very, a very bad team. And then we come back Then we play the, the Orioles. Then we come home, play the Brewers this weekend. So, um, oh, yeah. I, uh, Anybody for that Sunday game got tickets? Hit me up on that because I would be interested in getting four. Cuatro billetes. Yeah. Four 
I want. I would like to sit in the bleachers. So if you if you got it, I'm listening. It's gonna be tough on you know because you're fighting the Brewers fans on that stuff too. Yeah, but I, there's a market. I kind of figure all of the the bleacher bums will be over across the street, so I'll be able to get some of their tickets. That's kind of what I was hoping. Could happen. You put it out there. I've put it out on Twitter. Be like, give me tickets. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can do it. All right. So uh, I got a new song for everybody. I wrote it the other day. I think I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Oh, wait. Did it not? I uh, didn't upload, you son of a bitch. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, it did. Okay. I got okay, it. Okay, good. I, we're, I, we're, have you released this at all anywhere yet? I literally did it right before the show. Nice. Yeah. This is this is gonna be fun. Yeah. So this is a song we're gonna sing this Sunday. I'm hoping to get everybody singing along, but it's a parody of a Beatles song called. Oh, did uh, you did you say uh, about the hop? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. But I also forgot. I almost forgot Chance. Oh, and you almost so the Hop Stop Beer Fest. In yeah, Hop Stop Beer Fest Riverside. I did say that Club 400 Palooza. I yeah that, said all that. You did. Yeah. Where was yeah. I? here not paying attention <laughs> all right here we go we're gonna go chance in the chat here we go last chance here we go bernie baron is the winner and still champion she's won before and she's gonna be there i know at club 400 palooza so on that note uh Come by and uh, hang out with us. Uh, we'll be back, I don't know, sometime this week. We haven't discussed <laughs> it. We haven't discussed it yet. Yeah. All right. Spagog, y'all. Spagog! Come, stop, stop. Come, stop, stop. Come, stop, stop. to the park and have some fun Cubs are gonna score a bunch of runs Come and see him play I know we're gonna win the game at Wrigley Watch him every day when they're away Every double play, home run and save We've been cubby blue and we've been doing it all our lives at Wrigley. All you need is cubs. All you need is cubs. All you need is cubs. Cubs. Cubs is all you need. Cubs, cubs, cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs Cubs, Cubs, Cubs All you need is Cubs All you need is Cubs All you need is Cubs 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 is all you need Cubs, Cubs, Cubs Cubs, Cubs, Cubs Cubs
cubs go when they're at home Follow them when they go on the road One day we will see if the cubs win the World Series at Wrigley Cubs is all you need. 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 All you need is cubs. And maybe some food. Probably some food. And water. And air to breathe. And the cubs. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.